You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. At the center of the political problem in Syria and Russia, Russia is at the center of the political fight in Washington, D.C. However, Russia is not directly threatening the United States. North Korea is. So what should be the U.S. response and why the geopolitical shifting that's going on right now? Joining me now, founder of the American Truth Project, Barry Nussbaum. Barry, the geopolitical tide has changed, hasn't it? It's amazing because during Barack Obama, the eight years, we had our adversaries who were very comfortable under Barack Obama, but our allies were uncomfortable. Now, in just a matter of weeks, we have our adversaries who are rather uncomfortable, as witnessed uh, in North Korea and uh, Syria and uh, possibly Russia and elsewhere, and our allies are finally comfortable breathing a sigh of relief, and we can owe it to a president who is in the White House who's not afraid to stand up for what is right. Uh, Graham, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, the world is exactly the same as it was before Inauguration Day. Uh, the crazies are still crazy, and the whole world has been waiting for the United States to step up back to its old position of leadership. Only one thing has changed, and that's the occupant at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. What you're seeing is the profound effects of a leader who finally is going to be leading the world. All right, so in North Korea, and I don't want to underplay this, but my gut is uh, here is a young, and I call him inbred because I believe that's probably what he is. He's got some problems, let's put it that way. You've got a young leader and you have a new president of the United States. This guy is just trying to prove himself on the international stage. He's full of bravado. I think it's empty threats. I think he's just trying to uh, make himself macho here. Would you agree with that? Oh, it's, it's, it's probably even a step farther than that. Don't forget, Graham, his father was the director of the Looney Tune concentration camp known as North Korea, and his son is carrying on the family tradition of threatening to annihilate the rest of the world. What normally happens, going all the way back to the Bush days, actually behind that even Clinton, is then the world capitulates and gives him food or gives him fuel right. or opens up trade and he's doing the same thing. Why? It's always worked in the past. But I think in this case he's wrong. It's not going to work. I think the Trump administration is going to sanction him more. They're going to tighten the screws on this guy. But that said, we're seeing some military moves that are you know, that get your attention. The, the strike group that's being uh, deployed to off the Korean Peninsula right now by the United States. But simultaneously, you have China moving last reports I had about 150,000 troops to the North Korean border. Now, I don't believe we're going to see a war here, or any kind of proxy war between the United States and China. Nonetheless, it does get your attention to what's happening right now in and around Korea and the Koreas. Yeah, supposedly when uh, Trump met the president of China a few days ago, the main topic of conversation besides trade, Graham, was to entice China to put pressure on their proxy state, which is North Korea, because quite frankly, North Korea is so isolated, the only country in the world they actually listen to is China. Right. All right. So 
I think it's a case of the mouse that roared. I don't know, maybe I'm too old. A lot of people don't remember that movie. Maybe you, you're smiling, you must remember that movie. I think that's what we've got here, some variation of that. Now, that brings us to the Middle East uh, and the Syria situation. Uh, Sean Spicer, spokesman for the president, uh, came out sounding a lot like the previous spokesperson that would be for Barack Obama. Roll tape. How far is the president willing to go to see Bashar al-Assad out of power there? So, just to be clear, I can't, I don't think it's, it's you can't imagine a, a stable and peaceful Syria with, with Assad as, as in charge. I just, I don't think that's a, that's a scenario that's possible. But I think that the first step in that has to be to make sure that the region and Syria in particular are stable. You can't have ISIS um, marching through Syria and, 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 and then worry mostly about who's in charge right now. We've got to make sure that first and foremost in terms of our national security, I think it was Brian's question at the beginning, um, our national security is the first and foremost reason that we have to act. Okay, I am not a special pleader for Bashar al-Assad. He is a bad dude, without a doubt. He has killed his own people. On the other hand, he could be considered a stabilizing force uh, in that region. He also protects Christians, by the way, within his country. So it, it's, it's difficult for me to comprehend the same rhetoric that we saw from the Obama administration when you look at it in context with history, uh, Barry. And that is, you know, of course, what happened in the late 1970s with Iran, get rid of the, uh, of the leader there. Uh, we saw a similar situation uh, in Libya and getting rid of Muammar Gaddafi in Egypt and of course in Iraq. It creates a vacuum and we don't know exactly how that vacuum is going to be filled. Yeah, you're 100% you're right. It's the old adage, be careful what you wish for. We wished for a more liberal regime in Egypt and we ended up with uh, the Muslim Brotherhood. We wished to see the regime change for Muammar Gaddafi and we ended up with half the country run by ISIS. We wished to see Saddam Hussein, a mass murderer, be taken from power and Iraq is no longer a country. Syria, it's the same thing. The next guy that steps into the role of president of Syria, for all intents and purposes, will be a murderous dictator, just like the Assad regime has been for 50 years. That's the problem. They have no uh, concept or tradition of civilization. Need to be very careful here because we should not be in the business of nation building. I know that sounds uh, hackneyed a little bit, but we should not be uh, in that business. But isn't it interesting? Of course, Russia's right in the middle of all this, and you have Tillerson blasting away at Russia. Kind of destroys the theory of the Democrats who say that Donald Trump is in bed with Vladimir Putin. Oh, not only that, but if you remember during the Tillerson confirmation hearings, Graham, uh, certain senators went after Tillerson because he had gone to Russia to make deals on behalf of ExxonMobil, and supposedly he was going to be too chummy with Putin. He's beating up on Putin every chance he gets. In fact, I heard the mainstream media report one of them say, oh, he's being too hard on Vladimir Putin. The hypocrisy here, the hypocrisy I, is waist I, deep. Barry, thank you. Coming up next, awaiting... Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org and subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.